Hey, we live. I had a thought. That's dangerous. Obviously, Matt. It's Jared, aka J Rod. Yeah, I've always been scared of the Grinch. Touch my belly button and it's just fucking wrong. Shout out to Jim Carrey. Lost my job. We're pretty lucky on the Gold Coast, I think. Welcome back. Episode four. Find your front podcast. Um, unfortunately, today we have no Brock. He's just started his placement for physiotherapy, um, so we're missing one of our co-hosts today. But nonetheless, I'm joined by Jared. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. Um, and we've got our first guest on today. Um, he, We're going to go through a couple of things with him about uh, his life, um, his future, uh, a couple of things he wants to talk about as well. So without further ado, we'll introduce our first guest. G'day. So we've got Jack Robinson, our mine and Jared's younger brother, on today. Um, so we're going to have a chat to him about a couple of things. But we'll start with his set of six, like we did with us on our introductory episode. Um, his is a little bit different. Uh, so we'll start by going with your age, occupation and favourite NRL team. Um, I'm Jack Robinson, obviously, the younger brother. Um, I'm 17 years of age. I currently work in pharmacy, so I'm a junior pharmacy assistant, which I'm studying through now through school. Um, my favourite NRL team is the West Tigers, <laughs> which Matt has put at the bottom of the <laughs> at the bottom of the table this year, which I highly disagree with. But yeah, um, I don't know where that came from, kinda. But um, obviously, everyone else in the family, no one else supports the Tigers. Um, next question: Why do you still support them? Oh. Um, why do I still support them or why did I support them? Why Both. do you still do it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I supported them because of Benji Marshall to start with and he kind of came and went, but I guess I kind of just got stuck following their Instagram pages and stuff. So I never really left. Didn't really like any other teams really. And if I started going for any of the teams that were in the family, I would have just been hated. Been a bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. Um, your next three, we've got biggest phobia, favourite TV show and hottest take. Uh, that can be for NRL year or for just the 2021 year because 2020 was a bit up in the air. So hottest take, favourite TV show and biggest phobia. Um, I'll do biggest phobia last because it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, aren't, they, aren't they all? Yeah. Um, favourite TV show. Um, depends what TV show we're looking for, but... Um, my favourite TV show would probably be The Walking Dead, just because I've watched it since I was young. Um, I've read all the comics for it as well, just because past time. But it has got pretty pretty bad recently. That's a throwback. I yeah. was going to say, I think I stopped walking, watching Walking Dead in like grade nine, and that was 2013. I stopped watching it so long ago. Yeah. I think the last, um, last season I watched was when they were escaping the prison. Yeah, that's like that is a long time. <laughs> yeah. Season three or four. Yeah. So and the nah. governor was still knocking about. Yeah, <laughs> I got really over it. Hey, because I just felt like it was so repetitive. Definitely. Mm. Like, um, and I, w- I won't give any spoilers in case anyone's watching and want to watch it, even though it's so old. But they started going down routes that just didn't. I didn't see make any sense, and it was kind of the same thing over and over again. Killed off a couple of characters, which I thought was dumb, and then it just got yeah repetitive. Same thing would happen. Good guy would come through on his horse and, yes, we won. So seems, seems like a bit of a harsh review for your favourite TV show. No, <laughs> like it just kind of bagged the shit it's, out of it. It's good, but it just, like, I think it was a bit too long-winded. They tried dragging it out a bit too much. And, like, the, the glory days of The Walking Dead was one of the best shows in the world. Yeah, up, there breaking, yeah. Huge, up there huge, with huge. Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. It was one of the best shows in the world. But it kind of got a bit too long-winded and you kind of just started watching it because you feel, felt like you had to. Yeah. You it was like one of those shows how it was like the start of the show was exciting because of the week before and then there was 40 minutes of nothing and like filler. They and you're just like, I don't know why I'm still watching this show. And then the last 15 minutes was like insane, this big cliffhanger. So you're like, I have to watch it next week. Yeah, I was going to say they they were probably the best at cliffhangers. Oh, man. Oh. It just got you hooked. But like you said, like... That's probably my favourite real-life TV show, but then I'm also into all the animes and stuff, so the Japanese anime. So my favourite TV show would probably be Naruto. Yeah. But 
I didn't know if you'd count that as a TV show. So. No, of course it is. Yeah, so That's Naruto like a, is probably my top. It's like a cult classic for anime. Yeah. It was the first one I watched, so it kind of just got me into it, and it's a big part of my life, obviously, now. So yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll dive into Hottest Take. Hottest Take. Uh, Jared will hate this one. I'll, I'll do an NRL later, but the Knicks are making the playoffs this year. Wow. They are. I actually don't hate that. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyone that's listening that has a slight bit of NBA knowledge knows that that is almost impossible to think of for the last 18 years. <laughs> I was going to say 20 years, yeah. I think the last time we made the playoffs was 2011 and we got knocked out by Roy Hibbert <laughs> yeah. against oh, the Pacers, yeah. Um, so that's my hot take. We're looking good. We're seventh at the moment. You are looking good. Julius Randle's a bit of a machine. Which I hated last season. He was... Yeah, put up the emptiest. Well, it's because seen. like you guys expected so much from last year's draft and free agency, and you got peanuts. You got Julius Randle, yeah. <laughs> and you expected KD, bloody Zion, Kyrie. But in a in a weird sense, I'm kind of happy we didn't get them. Definitely, because it it puts us in a way where we're looking good now, like for the future. We probably need to make a few more trades, but we don't have that. Just like I. I don't know how I'd feel with that just sudden super team yeah. feeling. Like being the Knicks who are horrible and then going to a sudden super team where fans will come across that you've never seen before. Well, they had D-Rose, Carmelo and Chris Dabbs. Yeah. That was, their, that was their big three. Which, really, like if they were in all in their prime, that would have been a super team. Yeah, that would have been probably up there with the teams that you see now. Because Mello was a straight scorer. Like, he, he did everything. It's just he, he's unlucky that he played at the same time as Bron. Yeah. 62 in the garden. Big Mello. Um, biggest phobia. Okay, this one. Here we go. Tags. Just tags. So, like, on a T-shirt, if you get, like, that tag up around your neck. Yeah. Ugh. Disgusting. Like... Or, like, a tag on pants or anything. Like, I was, yesterday, I went out yeah. to breakfast with Matt. No, that's right. Yeah. And there was a tag on the cushion of the seat, and I couldn't sit there. <laughs> what the <laughs> Can you imagine being a part of our family where it's like, I can't yeah. have belly buttons, can't have tags. Jared can't swim because he doesn't want to drown. But no, that's <laughs> only at the beach. I hate feet, too. I, I can't do Yeah, feet. but feet are just make. With yeah. with tags, is it the feel of the tags or just it's like just the... Because si you know how you can rub a tag together and you oh, get that silky, oh, <laughs> that silky sound? Yeah, that's gross for one. Like, that is torture. That's like your belly button thing. Talk that's about, torture. But tags. My tag tag's kind of sticky on this oh. shirt because of the sticker that was on are it. You, are you talking about the new Find Your Front shirts? Yeah, that's a good point. Me and Jared are rocking our new Find Your Front shirts. They're just a sample at the moment. We're testing a couple of suppliers to see what the quality's like. But damn, they're comfortable totally, today, yeah. baby. I'm I'm very comfortable You're in this shirt. vibing with it, for sure. I'm feeling real good. But back, back to the tags. Yeah, go on. I, as a kid, had to rip them, and still do, mm. rip them out of everything. Yeah. And that's why you'll see in my shirts there's like, you know those loose string bits you get? Whenever yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's annoying, but anything but tags. The only tag I couldn't rip off was on Ashton. Yeah, my played dog. My dog yeah, as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Not yeah, real sorry, dog. stuffed dog. Stuffed <laughs> dog, yeah. I, that was the only tag I could deal with. And I don't know where this, like, phobia has come from, but tags are just gross. Yeah. There is another one as well for phobias. Bathtubs. Yeah, because like, it's like a claustrophobia oh, thing, though, right? It's disgusting. Sitting in a bath is... The worst thing I could imagine. Just, just as Cleveland says on uh, Family Guy, it's got all the stank yeah. of the day in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stank, like, stank of the day <laughs> floating about. <laughs> imagine getting home, being sitting stressed. Sitting in your own filth. Yeah, getting home, being stressed, whatever you did. And then just sitting in a, like something that can hardly fit your body. Your toes are out there a bit cold. And you're just bathing in your own... But a Monk. lot of, I mean, a, a lot of people have a shower first, then they'll jump in the bath, oh, and they'll the have point? like a well, because it's like a, it's like a um, therapy, yeah, thing. therapy thing. Because I'll chuck a bath bomb in and a couple oh. of rose petals and, I, and watch, and I don't know, and I think it was stars or something. Jared being demonic as a kid and showing me um, the piranha trailer. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, copy that. Um, there's a piranha that goes through the, um, oh, there is, goes through yeah, the pipes, yeah, and yeah. just ever since, oh. Nah. What about like after sport, uh, ice bath? 
depends how like big the butt. Like I can do like a spa. Is it is it a claustrophobia thing or is it a filth thing? <laughs> kind of. It's kind of a bit of both. Like I don't see the. Like I can't sit there just in the same spot. What about a jacuzzi? See, that's. I feel like it's a bit different because you can have other people with you. So what if you had other people with you in a bathtub? Oh no, that's. that's <laughs> I mean, that is gross. <laughs> well, first of all, you're not gonna unless you got a big bath. You're not gonna fit anyone. If you're talking about our, our bath, you can't fit more than one person in yeah. there unless you're trying to. Boy, yeah, like boy, <laughs> but like you're not. It's just gross. Like, oh, so put me in a bathtub and rub tags together. Yeah, no. a bathtub full of tags. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's your six. So. We know a little bit more about... Well, Interesting set of six. Our, yeah, our listeners know a little bit more about you. Um, just quickly, we'll dabble in the... Because we've just had the NRL All-Stars game on Saturday. Um, I know you had a couple of opinions about that, Jack. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I was at work. I tried to have it on on at work, but... yeah, It's no. too hard, yeah. I, I did... I kind of watched... Like, I was at the gym, so I watched it on the treadmill while I was at the gym, so I saw a little bit, but I know you watched the whole game yeah, and you had watched, a couple of things I to say about it, it. So what was your take on it? What did, what did you reckon? Well, it's the first game, like, for most of them in a long time, and obviously players like Trell and stuff coming back from injury yep. and stuff, but it just seems sloppy, like, so bad. There was a couple, like, brain fart moments. Like, there was... Two sin bins, three sin bins. Yeah, oh, I did see that. In yeah. a game that doesn't real, it means something for them. Yes. Well, I was going to say that that's the. I think that's the only reason there were sin bins is because there's so many emotions because it's so like close yeah. to their heart. So I think they're just going to go out and put everything. But the sin bins were stupid. Yeah, like, like one was it wasn't even in play that Tyrone Peachy mm. shoulder charge, and then the other one was just a shoulder charge. Yeah, so. which didn't really make contact with his head. And I was talking to Dad about this. It it. Hit him like on the shoulder. It's just his head, obviously. Yeah, the whiplash. Yeah, I, I just think it's like this early in the season, they're just gonna try and nip everything in the bud. As soon as they tuck that elbow in and lead with the shoulder, they're just gonna send him off. And it happened once to Ferguson, I, I believe, in his own half. So I think it was the first run off the kick, and he attempted to play the ball with his foot, but he missed. I I saw that he made he actually made, made a, genuine a genuine attempt, attempt. Yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't just a forward you know oh, attempt like oh throw my foot back it was a genuine attempt and he just missed it in the run of play and they called it and it felt like a bit like oh i just want to get my first my first yeah i just want to get it out of the way Damn. i think that's what we were talking about in one of our earlier episodes yeah they're just going to they're just it. going to abuse it for the first couple of rounds and that was a, that was a perfect example cuz i saw the clip and he did he only just missed it, but he did the whole motion with his foot. Um, and, yeah, he, he got called a penalty. So there were a couple we'll players that stood out and then a couple players that were... Who were your, who was your, your shining star and your dying star? My yeah. top player in that game was Andrew Fafida. Yeah? He ran till the 80th minute, which I've never seen from someone like him. That's, a, that's the thing, though, about these games. It's all heart because it's yeah such a culture thing. And he was probably the only one that ran hard out of their half for the um, Indigenous All-Stars. Wow. We had the, you had players like David Rafita that just went into their shell unless they were 20 metres out. Then he would show his big run. Yeah. And he's so strong and fast where if you get him first or second tackle off your own 40, you can probably get 15, 20 metres. But he just doesn't, doesn't make that run, yeah. which he should. And Fogs, uh, Jamal Fogarty, yeah. he was actually very good. Like, a, be- a bit big better than I expected. Except for that pass to Joey Manu. Yeah, except for that. But he did... I found that Cody Walker, the six, is that... It was Cody Walker, right? Yeah. I always get it mixed up with Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, Cody Walker. Yeah. He got a bit in his feelings and didn't really direct the game around as much as I thought he, he would. He was their captain, was he? I think so. Cody Walker. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he got in his feelings. I think he... He got hit late by Ricky, I think, one tackle that the ball had already gone. He got hit late. Then he got elbowed in the head by Manu, so put him in a headlock. And then there was another fight. Like, he got a bit, I think he got a bit ruffled, so he didn't really direct the game around as much. And I think Fogarty took that on well. Good on him. Um, What about from the Kiwi side? The Kiwi side, Ricky. Didn't he, I say it? Yeah. Didn't I say it? Oh, my breakout yeah. baby. I hate to say it, but he hit the line hard, defended hard, 
and he just looked threatening. Like every time they went out left, yeah, man. Everyone there'd be two people on Ricky, and yep. that would probably leave. They'd leave a two on one with the center and the wing, which was Joey, wasn't it? Oh no, Joey was on the other side. It was. I forgot. I've forgotten. Yeah. Um, but the winger, he could have. I reckon he could have bagged three or four tries if they just kept going. Tony's the worst in it. I don't know. I thought he played in the wing. I don't know. Yeah. Can't go past like me and Jared were talking about it earlier. Benji, right? Yeah. Like he's he's eighty four years old, <laughs> but he still just like ran that park around all day and the was thing just with super Benji composed. Is he does all the basics, all the little things, right? To such a high level that. Yeah. Like, yeah, just watching him run around the field um, on the highlights that I watched, he, you just couldn't stop him. Except there is that, but he, um, the, the Maoris found themselves on the, on the attacking the line so much, mm. and it got to fifth, and they just didn't, I, that, they I was going to say that they didn't have a lot of fifth player options. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, I don't think there was a repeat set until, like, they should have had at least a repeat set on that line every time. But instead, like, I think Isaac Luke got caught um, out of dummy half once. They'd just run it and get to the point where they're just throwing it around and then get tackled. Forward pass, knock on. Like, they didn't have an attacking kick, I don't think. Yeah. It was quite poor. Like, they, they probably should have put 30 on the Indigenous All-Stars. Like, the first quarter was so... like One-sided. Yeah, it was, like, it was good to watch from their side, but they just, as soon as it came to attacking the line, it wasn't, it wasn't too sharp. But obviously, first game, so it's going to be a lot of yeah. jitters. It's exciting, though, to see what's coming because mm. all the boys look fit. They look ready to rock, so let's get into it. Um, uh, sorry, sorry just one sorry. thing. I loved hearing about uh, Andrew Fafita because that could play well into my Sharks in the top eight. I don't yeah. see it, mate. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Anyway, <laughs> um, you mentioned in your six, in your set of six, um, that you're working in a pharmacy? Yep. How's that going? It's um, interesting, to say the least. I've been there for two years since I was, you know, just turning 15. So I've kind of grown up with that different type of... Like, it's still retail, but it's a different type. Medical retail. Yeah. Almost. Because it's... You're not really dealing with people that just want cocoa pops. Yeah, you know, these ki- these people are dealing with sick kids, sick husband, sick wife, like whatever, and they're not in the happiest mood ninety percent of the time. Yeah, you get those people that understand that a cut in a finger isn't going to be death, but then you get the people that, yeah, you know, need to see the pharmacist when it's very very busy and yeah. it takes ten minutes out of our time for a bit of betadine and a, you know. And a bag, bag of jelly beans. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a lot of people that come in with like their self diagnosis? Like they're like, "Oh, I've got a sore chest. I've got a chest infection. I need this and that." Without us kind of thinking they know better. Yeah, um, that's everyone. Yeah. I, don't, I, <laughs> I don't know anything really. Um, that's what I've been told. Um, whenever I try to do my job, I'm doing it wrong. Apparently, yeah. We do get the good customers. Like obviously, the people that come in all Your the time. Regulars and that. They're awesome. Like they know. They understand what's going on. They understand that what we have to do, and it can take a bit of time because we've moved like to online scripts, fax scripts, stuff like that. Yeah. How much did the way that the pharmacy operated change from before COVID, during COVID, after COVID? Um, before COVID, it was mostly what you'd see. It was just scripts, like physical scripts coming in all the time. Not really. You wouldn't get a fax script unless it was someone's in Brody and we're the only one that has that medication. Yeah. That's when you'd get a fax script, but it wasn't really us that had to change. It was because the doctors changed next door Yeah, that we had to adapt to that. So most of the doctors didn't want to be in, so they just started working from home. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of phone calls. I was so going to say, because a lot of the appointments were over the phone appointments. Yeah, exactly. If you had a little bit, of, if you had any of the COVID symptoms, you had to call. You had to call the doctor. So people wouldn't be walking in with physical scripts. They'd be, oh, my name is this. Can you see if we've got it faxed from this doctor? Yeah. Oh, sorry, we haven't got that yet. Well, he said he sent it, so where is it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's just a, you've got to find everything. And because there's so many pharmacies around our area that are so kind of, like, close together with fax numbers and email addresses, yeah. 
you'd have to, oh, sorry, I'll just check the pharmacy across the road in case you sent it there. Yeah. It just, during COVID, it was a mess. It was... Has it gone back to normal or is it still kind of like that new normal, COVID normal kind of? Well, it kind of, because we adapted to it and we had to so quickly, it kind of just stayed like that. Like we still do see more physical scripts because there's doctors next door now, like yep. they're actually coming in. But they've just... Um, bought in new like e-scripts so you just come in on your phone and it's like a barcode that you scan yeah um it's a bit better now like we we've obviously adapted to have the systems where if it comes in you put them in this file you put them in this folder and it's just a bit easier for us but when it first happened yeah it was just mental yeah so is because you're studying a cert two in community pharmacy yeah which gives you what when you graduate so when you pass so Usually it's a two-year course, but I have to try finish it before I finish year 12, so yeah. at the end of this year. So I've got eight months starting. I started last week. Yeah. So I have eight months to finish this course. It will make me a level two pharmacy assistant. So does it just kind of change your pay rate? Yeah, I get like 36 cents extra an hour. That's Doink. Big thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Big thing. Um, but usually for someone that's a bit older, um, that will be big because that's when they can start going into different things. So like talking to reps that come in. Um, stock taking and stuff like that. Right. But so it's just, it's pretty much just gives you more experience yeah. as like in your role. But for me, it's giving me six points. Yeah. To graduate. Yeah, yeah to graduate. Because what do you like, do you want to be in pharmacy when you graduate? Or do you want to like, what kind of route are you going to take? Are you, are you doing uni straight away or? No. So I've chosen a path for me. Um, I didn't find myself wanting to go to uni straight away. I feel like I've, if I went, I would just find myself like, oh, I've just done 12 years of school. Why am I going back for another three or four? Yeah. I'd probably find myself leaving before I got to finish or changing courses. And Well, a lot of my mates did. They went straight in after high school and did business and sports science like everyone else does. And now they're, you know, landscaping <laughs> like or carrying bricks or doing whatever. So there's not a lot of people that I think come straight out of high school and go into uni. I think Brock is the only one I can think of that's actually yeah <laughs> gone all the way through it. Yeah. Because he's, it's he's what, six weeks out from graduating. So. Yeah. Because I think it's just un it's almost impossible as an eighteen year old to pick what you want to do. Yeah man. And stick with it without having that thought of maybe I don't want to do this, when you're already halfway through. Obviously, hex has already been piling up. Yeah. So most people will go in, and I think you're talking about Gab did it, like went in for something and then changed. Yeah, so through. Gab uh, went in for, I think, sports science, I want to say, and now he's doing film, so he's studying yeah. film studies or whatever it's called. So, yeah, you can change a thousand times, but I think if you go straight in after high school, you just... You don't know what you want to do. So you jump into a course that kind of everyone else is doing or yeah. that kind of seems a little bit interesting and then you get halfway through it and you're like, what's the point? Yeah, so, and because as soon as you change, the hex for the first thing you did doesn't go away. Yeah. So you've still got to pay that off. And admittedly, and this is whenever I tell anyone, this is their rebuttal, but you don't have to pay it off until you've got this full-time job. And you're earning X amount, yeah. But you're still going to be eating noodles yeah. five days a week yeah. if you're in... Um, if you're coming straight out of school. Yeah. Because if you were working a lot of hours, now you're not. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of went down the route where I'll give myself three years because I think I will – I'm pretty confident that I can get a full-time job in pharmacy Yeah. in those three years. Um, you know, make a bit of money, figure out what I want to do. At the moment, I want to go into psych. Yeah. Because um, that's just something that I think I am want to go into. Mm. But I – not ruling out pharmacy because I've been in it for this long from that young age. Because you've always, ever since you were a kid, you wanted to be in the medical field. Yeah, medical. I mean, really young, I wanted to do astrophysics, but it was when I um, <laughs> started going to high school, I realised that's a... When you started watching Big Bang Theory, like, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can vibe with that. <laughs> no, I, I read a book from Neil deGrasse Tyson, so he's an astrophysicist. Yeah. I just want to um, take a little moment. Speaking of astrophysics and space and stuff um when we were younger and living in canberra um well first of all jack's a bit of a sleepwalker slash sleep talker oh, yeah um when we were younger in canberra um i think 
mum walked into at the time Jack was sharing a room with our little sister and um mum could hear something like banging against the wall. Yeah, scratch scratching <laughs> in the pipes. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Wait. Can't say I'm in a room with my little sister with something banging against the wall. Get to, get to the point, please. Proceed. <laughs> anyway. Um Mum then walked into Jack trying to what, climb Climb the wall. Climb up the drywall. Climb up the drywall, saying that he's naked on the moon. Can we um, <laughs> can we touch up can on we that touch, for a second? Touch on that for a bit, Jack. What's, um, what's the buzz? I think I was a little possessed. Not was. Am. Yeah, because you you have done that and continue to do that for a long time. There has <laughs> been some and weird stories. The language I speak isn't English, but yeah. I'm fluent in it. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I've only heard it at a video. Maybe it's an astrophysicist <laughs> language from another solar system. Yeah, it's like an alien language because yeah. I speak that and I all the time. And like Cade, I was at his house and, you know, just before I go to sleep, I watch some Mike Tyson highlights just to make myself feel good. Yeah. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, I'm going to wake up in the morning and go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, and apparently halfway through the night, I just hooked the shit out of his wall. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and he wakes up and he goes, whoa, what was that? And, and I'm just asleep. Like, I just punched the shit out of that wall, but no, nah, he's back asleep. And Cade's sitting there like, what? Like, why? Mm. I don't, yeah. Well, so. when we were, when Jared and I were still living at home, we lived across the hall from each other. And we were, it was probably like 10 o'clock at night. And we were both still awake and we just hear like a... And Jack has sprinted down the hallway and just bashed at the side, uh, the the wall between mine and Jared's rooms, and scared the shit out of both of us. We thought we were getting invaded or like the house was getting broken into. And we opened the door and Jack's flat on his back, still asleep after this running full pelt well, into, yeah. <laughs> into the wall into between the wall. between our bedrooms. But the scariest thing is you can almost never catch it on record. Like I think Mum has once or twice, and we've got it. I can actually give you that video so they can post it. But I was asleep on the couch and Mum taps on my shoulder and she goes, oh, Jacko, wake up, you're falling asleep on the couch. And I stand up, I look like I'm awake, and then I look into the camera. Yeah, and it's like you're looking at and through a different, yeah. like a wormhole, and you're like looking at something super different. Yeah. And you can see, you can hear my mum's voice kind of go, are you all right? What's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like staring into her soul yeah. at this point. And I don't it's remember kind of, yeah, any of it. It's kind of haunting. And then I wa- start walking away and she goes, all right, off to bed now. And I look back at her, like just glance back, and I look possessed. Dude, and then it's, it's pretty. And then I walk off into darkness. Yeah. You don't see me pass that way. It's it's super super haunting. And I, I've showed <laughs> I've sh- showed most of my mates just to be like, yeah, this is me. You don't want to invite me over. Yeah. I'm a wacko. Like <laughs> when I'm asleep, it's weird. Like you're gonna think you're in a, a movie, but it's yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. We called him sleep digging under his desk yeah I remember that and we turned the light on and it was like a deer caught in headlights yeah. just he'd been caught head. caught burying something illegal yeah. under his desk under my desk yeah it's very strange um yeah so we'll touch back on obviously yeah you want to s- study something in the medical um field because you're always kind of a bright kid right yeah well through through your early high school primary school it yeah. was Kind of um, a breeze, really. I found myself, you know, getting through most of it quite easy. You were doing, like, because there was a point where, like, I know primary school's not difficult, but you were doing kind of, like, your own study on different things that you didn't even have to study. Like, that's when you were looking into the Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of stuff and just doing super weird extraterrestrial research and things like that. I think I was seven. Uh, year seven. Oh, year six, maybe. Just before I went into high school. School captain, mind yeah, you. school <laughs> captain. School captain, musical lead host. Yeah. Genie. Um, I, st- I read my first astrophysics book, and I felt like I could do that until I hit high school. As soon as I hit high school and I realised, like, oh, you know, maybe I just don't enjoy this as much as I, I but used you- to. Because you got into the high school on an academic scholarship. Yeah, I was in there for, not scholarship. Or academic... Academic excellence. excellence. So I was in there for Excite and um, maths and science were my main points. Yeah. English, I can't do. Like, it is... I just don't see the point in learning about Shakespeare when he died 6,000 years ago and hardly speaks English anymore. Yeah. But um, maths and science came to me like anything. Like, I, in year five and six, was doing year eight 
workbooks because Sir would get mad at me because I'd answer too quickly and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but as soon as I hit high school, I kind of hit a brick wall in knowing what I wanted to do and finding interest in stuff. Yep. Like, I would get there and I just wouldn't be interested in it anymore. And mum and dad always thought, oh, what's he doing? You're just being lazy, yeah. blah, blah. And I couldn't really understand myself what was going on because I'd walk into a class and I'd be like, all right, come on, you can do this, it's easy. Yeah. And then the bell would ring and I'd go, what just happened in that 60 minutes? Like that flew and I don't even remember the teacher speaking. And that's when it kind of came across me that maybe there is something that I've mentally that's wrong. Yeah. And it, I was always known as that like smart kid in the family, obviously. Jared wasn't the brightest kid. He didn't finish. Jared well, wasn't a shining example. Um, and Matt obviously was just doing his thing with footy. He didn't really, you didn't have to excel in the academic. No. Well, I had to keep an average to be able to play. Yeah, for but an average. But yeah, that wasn't my main concern. My, my main concern in high school was not academic, it was sport. Because I remember it was, a, it's a big moment for me. Dad told me in year eight, I got my first C ever in, yeah. hu- in school. First C ever in year eight. Um, and he told me, if you get another C, you're going to UCSC. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I heard that and I was like, Jared yeah. was praised for a C. <laughs> Dude, come on. Well done, mate. That's a pass. Good on you. <laughs> and yeah, I think that added pressure of other people wanting me to succeed kind of. It's because you were expe- I feel like it was because you were so bright at a young age and you excelled so much academically, people just expected you to be great. And that kind of, I feel like that put pressure on you to want to do something great as well. Yeah. And it's been a thing for me throughout sport, academics, all of that. Whenever I want to succeed, I want to be the best. I usually find myself being good at that, like great at that. Yeah. But it's when other people want me to be the best or other people want me to do that. Yeah. It's when I just find myself kind of backing out, becoming a bit... Losing motivation. Yeah, just yeah. losing motivation for it. And I think that's what happened um, in my early high school. I was still passing, but just because I knew I had to. Well, just we'll just touch on what you said before about um, losing focus in class and thinking that maybe you weren't, you know... I don't even know what I'm where I'm going with that. Like losing focus in class and maybe thinking that maybe like there's mental. something wired wrong and things like that. You, How old were you when you went and saw a doctor about things like that? So it was joked about in our family for ages that there was something wrong with me. I, I <laughs> well, <would> well <laughs> no. It was always like, yeah, like that you were a bit, you know, had a bit of a screw loose because yeah. you, were, you were into weird shit. Like you and <laughs> and well, it was family holidays, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Jack would always run amok, and Dad would always promise him that when we get when home, we get we're home. getting you tested. Yeah, you get tested. <laughs> I've heard that yeah. way too many times before I actually got tested, and it was just blabbermouth. I would not stop talking yeah. ever, and it was always like it wasn't so just talking; it was arguing, arguing. <laughs> yeah, because if we're like if we're watching the footage and we're like, oh God, um, Michael Ennis is a good player, Jack would be like, no, he's not. And here are the stats why. <laughs> and here's why. Yeah. It's like yeah. he has his, his tackle percentage is 73%, where uh, Peculiar's tackle percentage is 84%. So he's down, whatever. Yeah. And um, I am known at school about my NBA stats. Like, I'll be able to tell you in 2014 what Russ Westbrook averaged, and I don't even support that team. Yeah. So you always had a kind of knack for things, and then you decided to go and see a doctor yeah. and to talk about your focus and things like that? It was year 10, which I believe is way too late because I feel like I knew it before. It's just people didn't want to accept it Yeah. around me. Um, I finally said to mum, like, I can't do this. And it's getting to a point where I have to listen in class. Like, that natural just it coming to me won't cut it anymore. Yeah. And I said, I can go into class and say, listen, listen, listen. Five minutes in, the teacher will say like a sentence and it will involve something saying bones. 
and then I'll think of the TV show Bones, and then I'll think of a different just a TV snowball show. effect, right? Yeah, it's like a um, Google search engine. Yeah, when you type something up and it comes up with a different question, you click it and more questions come yeah. down. You look up, you look up a video on YouTube, and you end up yeah. watching, and it will go from Bones to how many cows it will take to cover the world in cheese. Copy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's out. that's where my brain would go yeah. somehow. So I finally went to the doctor and I didn't want to say that I thought I had ADHD because I didn't want it to be like those kids that go to get their eyes tested and deliberately get something wrong because they want glasses because they think they look cool. Yeah. I wanted it to be clean cut, tell me what's wrong. You just be honest. Yeah, because yeah, you obviously did your own research and you didn't want to self-diagnose yourself exactly i didn't, didn't want yeah, to want to go in and say i think i have adhd so the doctor just goes yep exactly and i didn't want to because i feel like nowadays and i talk to people about it all the time like older people like my pharmacist and stuff um nowadays adhd is a very loose term and i don't like it as much because oh that kid talks a bit adhd oh that kid runs around more than the others ADHD. Yeah, it's like a default yeah. excuse for someone who's distracted and hyperactive. Exactly, but it's because sometimes it feels like I don't. Like, I can sit there and do stuff, but my head never stops. Yeah. Like, whatever's in... And that's what causes me talking so much, because sometimes it just gets to a point where I'm like, I need to say that, I need to say that. Yeah. Boom, and it comes out. And then I just look like a stubborn... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very stubborn and argumentative person. Yeah. Because if someone says something wrong, someone goes, oh, Russell Westbrook averages more points than Ben Simmons, and I know he you doesn't. You have to chime in. I'm, I can't, yeah. I can't filter my can't mouth. Just I need go. to yeah. say that. Yeah. I need to let sure you know, uh, make sure you know. And it's, people hated it about me because if Matt and Jared were talking about something and I didn't know, and they, were, they knew about it and they were very confident in it, I would go home and study that subject so I could come back tomorrow and teach them about it. Yeah. It happened with F1. Um, my mate was really big into it and he knew he'd been supporting it since he was a kid. I bought the game. Three days later, I was teaching him things he didn't know or, yeah. like, at that same level as him. Do you think there's there's um, traits of, like, an obsessive-compulsive disorder as well? Did they say anything about that? Because, like, not, not in terms of being neat and tidy but in terms of, like, obsessing over subjects and obsessing over facts and things like that. Yeah, I think it's just... I need to know things. And it's because my brain is going, I may as well just do it. Yeah. Um, so all of that comes to the point. I was diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Um, they haven't done any further tests about, like, a bipolar and all that other stuff. But um, I think I might just wait a bit for that because I don't feel like that affects me because I was diagnosed with depression anxiety as at, a, the same as time. A, at the same time. Well, that was before. They said depression anxiety, that's what it is. And I, Do you think that in my so head, I in my head, like there were times when I did show that depression and that anxiety, but I felt like there was something causing it. And I feel like if we just cut it off at depression, anxiety, it would just keep happening just because that there, thing yeah. that is causing it yeah. wouldn't stop. Do you think that the anxiety came from the fact that you knew that it wasn't that? Yeah. Like you were like, you your anxiety was that you knew it wasn't that and there was more and you knew that there was something like ADHD or ADD or something. And then because you were so anxious about that, that's what brought the depression. Yeah, and it was... I kind of had that, like, I... The ADHD caused me to overthink everything. So, like, that... That stereotype that they think a lot and that they're overthinking... It's true, but it's at that point where it's, like, weird. Like, if I merge into the right lane and that guy had to slow down, I'll be like, oh, shit, that, I could have ruined that guy's day. Like, he could have a pregnant lady in that car and he might not get to hospital in time. Yeah. And then I'll overthink it and then my, like, ears go hot, my neck gets, like, itchy because I'm, like, I think I've, like, and I just overthink it to the point where it's, like, I get anxious about it. Yeah. And you can, I would sit there staring at the roof until 4 a.m. every night. Just about little things that I did that day. Like, what if I said that and ruined that? Like, yeah. what if, like, like what you could have done differently? Yeah, what I could have done differently to possibly help that person or not do that because obviously my filter, my lack of filter, would come across to people as I was known as that stubborn. annoying, yeah. stubborn, know-it-all, know-it-all person. Yeah. But I didn't mean to be. Yeah, I was kind of just. 
it would come out and then I would realise after, like, ah, oh, like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And it's the worst when my mates started getting in relationships. Yeah. Because I always would stress about, I don't want to say something wrong and possibly hurt this relationship. Yeah. So whenever they were around their girlfriends or other mates that I wasn't mates with, I'd get really anxious and say, oh, if I mess this up, I don't want to, um, like, hurt that relationship that they have. Yeah. So I'd kind of um, push myself away from those situations, like parties and stuff. Yeah. And whenever we'd go out or something, I just didn't want to... I didn't want my issues to affect how their life operated, I think. Yeah. And um, I found myself... Yeah, being by myself in my room a lot and just overthinking everything. And like I said, I'd stay up until 4 and from about 1am to 4, I would, wouldn't be on my phone. Fan would be on and I'd just watch the propellers go. I'd just watch that one spot in my roof and I it would go by like it was a second. Yeah. Because... I don't think people realise how, like, how much your mind can race when you're dealing with mental illness and things like that and how much time you lose mm. thinking and stressing about things that you shouldn't even be thinking and stressing about. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you were diagnosed with your ADHD and your depression and anxiety, you were prescribed medication for both? So, first of all, when I was just prescribed for the depression and anxiety, I was put on um, medication for that. And I felt, obviously, because I've worked in that, like um, in pharmacy, I know how those tablets work. I know what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And it just didn't change anything. I, f I could feel it not working because what caused that was that underlying factor. Yeah. So then when I did get tested for, uh, for ADHD, he knew straight away. He said that's like he has to say the same, like moderate to high ADHD. Yeah. So I got put on those tablets and for the first two weeks, they are rough. Like It is hard to adjust to that um, just because your brain's been this for so long and then you adjust to this because they kill your personality. Yeah, and it just kind of numbs you and turns you into kind of like a mindless zombie for a little bit. Exactly. Like your first kind of 14 days. Yeah, and it um, people at school realised because I wouldn't be that upbeat... Um, funny person that I was. Yeah. So I um they realized and I felt kind of gross on them to start with. Yeah. Cuz there was I still wanted to be myself. Like I still wanted to have that thing about me because I've made these friends off the tablets. Yeah. So I don't want to be a different person on them because then that like they like yeah, me for who I am. Yeah. And that could change everything. You can yeah. So that's when I said to mum I want to try change onto a different type of tablet that will it's a bit less strong it's not as strong but it's a longer longer lasting one yeah so because i'd usually take them before school and they last about these are the first ones they last about six hours and they're strong so i'd have to take them again at 1 30 for the last lesson of school yeah but then i would find myself on tap until 8 p.m yeah so i'd get home from school and i i just didn't have that freedom to do things like I usually do because I felt so, like, the tablets just make you feel a different yeah, just sort of way. Out. Yeah, so I wanted to <coughs> just try get a long term, like a long acting one that could get me to three or four. Like, so it's a slow release. Yeah, it's a slow it, release. Yes. Um, just so in that afternoon I could still have that personality and still have just that natural way of living, and I found that these tablets don't actually, they work so well for me because it's not as strong so I can kind of find a balance, which I never had, between wanting to know all that stuff that my brain goes through and wanting to switch it off. Yeah, being able to contain it. Yeah, because when I'm in class, I want to be able to contain that. Yeah. But when I'm at the lunch table, I don't want to be sitting there staring at the table and not talking to anyone. Yeah. And so I want to have that um, social side of myself. That's kind of what they've done. So how much do you think you changed between, like, before, obviously before being on medication and then after? Well... In terms of, like, your focus and, and 
concentration at school or massively with sport as well because you were playing baseball and AFL. Yeah, so I was playing baseball. That was my main sport. That was what I was good at. And then I was playing footy through school and I kind of just hopped along to club because that's where my mates were and a bit of fitness at the time. Um, It's a weird thing uh, with ADHD and I'll touch on this later about my thoughts on ADHD. But I've got this thing called hyperfocus when it comes to games or something that I enjoy. And the doctor told me that there's sometimes that the tablets will kind of make you feel worse because of your hyper-focus. Yeah. So it was things that I enjoyed, so batting uh, in baseball. In baseball, yeah. I was very good at it at the time. You because you went from not playing or knowing anything about baseball to playing baseball for Queensland within like two years. Yeah. My first year I tried, I mean, I, my first year I went to this camp and got most improved and best shortstop. Which is? One of the best positions. That's and not first base, is it? No, shortstop's in between second and third. Right. And it was it was kind of a big surprise for people because they were like, this kid's just started. He's a, yeah, great, he's he's a cricket player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had that natural hand-eye coordination, but it's different. It's different. It's a whole different but sport. But your, your kind of success in baseball came from the same kind of thing, though, right? You, you saw it on TV once, got the MLB game, studied yep. the shit out of the stats, figured out why people are so good at it and just kind of applied that to well, yourself. it was Gold Glove. He's a YouTuber. He's, right. You wouldn't know him anymore, but he was a like a major day one YouTuber. Like right. Everyone knew him back in the day. Um, he started playing MLB The Show and I was like, oh, mum, can I please... So he was a gaming YouTuber. Yeah, gaming right. YouTuber, sorry. Um, and he was like, mum, I, I said, mum, please just let me get this game. And I started in my career as a shortstop, so in between second and third. And if there's someone on first base and the ball gets hit over your head, it would tell you where to go. Yeah. And I memorised every single play. So if there's someone on second and third and it gets hit to left field, I know where I'm running and yep. I know where I have to throw. Yeah. So then when it came out to the field, I would just memorise exactly. So I was so technically good because I just knew where I was going all the time. And you were what, like 14? Yeah. I was, and I was one year in to baseball at this point. Yeah. And my batting was a big thing because, like I said before, that hyper-focus. So I didn't actually need my tablets for that bit because my brain would find that... Kind of released it. Yeah, kind of released it. And it just made me focus on that one thing. It's fucking crazy. But it's it's funny because you remember me during baseball. My neck would go, my arms would go. Twitch chino. So it's it's like my brain sent all my ADHD just to my body yeah. and let me focus. Yeah. Because my, my arms would go and my neck would wiggle. Yeah. So for people, obviously, we'll paint your word picture for people listening. He would stand at the plate with his bat ready to rock and his shoulders would move back and forward and his neck would go side to side. So it looked like he was kind of doing the chicken dance before the pitch yeah. was He was pitch just was I, I was always moving. Yeah, and it, it looked super funky, but it worked. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it just knocked the knock it soft. But off. it was as soon as the ball came out of the pitcher's hand, still. Yeah, yeah. I was still like, and it was so weird because a parent asked mum, "Does Jack have Tourette's?" And she kind of <laughs> laughed at him uh, at her. Sorry, she laughed at her and went, "No, what do you mean?" And she goes, "Watch how he bats. He he dances at the yeah, plate. He's, he's and popping, then he's popping and locking <laughs> yeah. before they throw the ball." Yeah, and she and mum kind of realised. She was like, "Yeah, he does." And I have that weird, like, neck jerk thing that I do. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just a weird thing where I felt like my brain was clear, but my body would just take out all that movement and all that, like, ADHD side of it. Mm. it so, and the same thing is with gaming. I don't need to take tablets. I can focus on a game for hours on end, and I'll enjoy that. That's one of my escapes from ADHD and I say it to everyone gaming and anime saved my like life at that age because if I couldn't do that I would spend that six to eight hours that I spent playing games every afternoon stress sitting there thinking staring yeah. at the roof doing nothing because that was like an outlet yeah. and it sounds corny but it was like a different world that I lived in like yeah, it was like your a, own little bubble and you need to have that escape because I would get home my friends would be on and I'd play this game. Yep. Nothing else to worry about except for the game. And I found myself getting quite good at most of the games I played. 
Yeah. Just because I was always locked in on it. Yeah. And I would focus on it, find out everything. There was obviously a couple of games that I just wasn't good at, but that will always happen. But that's like me with uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just some games like Modern Warfare at the moment. I'm kind of surprised at how good I got at that game. Well, we we all had lockdown where we could spend hours and hours and hours playing it. It's just you played it seriously. We played it just to yell at kids. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, back to baseball though. So we we're just talking about pretty much your club level. Talk to us about making Queensland and going to all those different tournaments and stuff. So I, it was little league. So under twelves, I think it was. Um, I made my first Gold Coast team. And that was just a, I was in there for batting. I was, I think it was my f- second year. And everyone was kind of confused on how I made it. They're like, this kid is still new. Like the, there was kids playing for nine at ten years that, at that point that weren't making the team. And then I played really well up at Runcorn in that competition. And we swept that series and um, won. And then we got sent to Nationals, um, which was down in Lismore. And our team wasn't too strong, but that's when I kind of got my first, like, nod at, okay, this kid's pretty good. So I started playing second base down there at Nationals, and I think I batted... I only got out once, which I had the best batting average on our team at that point. But admittedly, I didn't bat as much as everyone else because I was still that new kid. Yeah, you're like a tail ender kind of thing. Um, But then throughout the years, I found myself making all these rep teams... Um, until about 16, I think. And this is when everyone else, like I said before, touched on it before, everyone else wanted me to make these teams. Yeah, everyone else and expected you yeah. to be great. I found myself just not enjoying it as much. Like, I didn't... There was this one time I didn't turn up to... We, baseball's weird. They have, like, three trials over three weekends. Yeah. And I didn't show up to one. And the coach messaged mum and said... As in you didn't show up to any or you didn't show up to I didn't one show up to any, sorry. Right. Um... Because I didn't want to play for the Gold Coast team. Yeah. And the coach messaged mum and said, hey, I don't know if you know, but the trials were on and Jack didn't turn up. And she goes, yeah, we know. He just didn't want to. She goes, well, does he want to play or... This is after the team's been picked. Yeah, yeah. So basically asking me if I wanted to play without trialling. And she goes, oh, he'll play, but he doesn't really want to play for the Gold Coast team. So they hooked me up with North Queensland. Yeah, that's which right. Which is a team... I remember that, yeah. In an under-16s comp, and it's quite funny, that hasn't won ever. And they're made up of, I think their right fielder was a 11-year-old girl and their left fielder was an 11-year-old like boy. With, in an under-16s comp. Yeah. Mm. They had one good player, Mirai. Um, he was a pitcher. And the look on his face when he saw that I joined the team was just like a relief because it was like... Mm. He loved the team, but he always felt held back by them, obviously. But he, yeah, he well, wasn't if you're a great player and you're getting exactly. pumped every weekend, you're not going to get discovered. Or and no he was going to consider you. He was Queensland level. Um, he recently passed away. Um, but he, w- he was going to be a good player. Yeah. Um, he was up there with Queensland level. And I was a catcher at the time. So it was a relief for him because he was a pitcher. I'm a catcher. That's what you the need. guys yeah, could yeah, just yeah. connect yeah. straight away. So he yeah. just... All you have to do is throw it at this glove, mate. And instead of him having to worry, oh, will this guy catch it? It was, I just need to worry about my pitching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we won our first, well, not we, but yeah, we won our first game ever against Brisbane South, which we weren't expected to win. And I remember I got on base and then he hit the game-winning hit and I ran in and scored. And everyone, just like everyone from that team came out and met me at the plate. And it was like the most fun I've ever had playing baseball. And it was weird because cause we went... There was the lack of expectation. Yeah. We went yeah. one and six. So you could just go out there yeah. and be free we, and yeah. play your game. We lost yeah. to that Gold Coast team 27-0. Damn. That's a team that did, I should have played they, for. What did they end up placing? First. They won it. Yeah. Right. Easily. That yeah. team was stacked. And I played that whole game losing 27-0, which is horrible in baseball, mm. with a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. The, like it was so, and I think I had more fun than the Gold Coast team. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I got to hit, I got to play my position. Yeah. They would get yelled at if they missed a 
they missed an easy ground ball. I, if I took a cat, an easy catch, would get praised. Like, because it wasn't one of those. You weren't playing for like you obviously played for to win, mm. but you played because you liked the video game. <laughs> you played because yeah. it was fun. And I, then they had they obviously going from under twelves to under sixteens. They had that expectation that now that they're adults, they need to win because this is the kind of the age where they get discovered. And you were just like, I just want to play for fun. Exactly, and it, yeah, it got to that point where I just couldn't play for fun anymore. So I've stopped playing now. So yeah, I'm back into cricket because that's where I found my fun. I'm playing yeah. Div Two on turf against kids that are like playing with my best mate's younger brother, yep. who I've grown up with, seeing him as a little brother. Yeah, and he's bowling to me, and I'm scared of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's crazy because I find my fun from that. I played. I had a debut the other day, and I got 17 off 41, which isn't anything special, but I had so much fun out there. Like it yeah. was just yeah, it was crazy. Good. Well, that's pretty much all we got written down. I've got written down about your first ever detention when you're in grade seven. Do you <laughs> remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Um. So I was out at lunch and the kids listening to this that are at school, like at my school, are going to laugh at this. So I was with one of my mates at the time, Jared uh, Fry, and we're sitting there teasing this chick that's one of our mates as well, which isn't anymore. Yikes. Um, and we're just sitting there and I said, all the chicks in the grade above us are way hotter than our grade. And then the guy next to me said, yeah. We don't have any, uh, they don't have any S word. S- sluts. Yes. Right. <laughs> mum told me not to swear. So. <laughs> well, they don't have any sluts like Annabelle. Ha ha ha. Yikes. Started laughing. <laughs> I basically giggled. <laughs> and Cade was not even there. He had his back turned looking the other way. All three of us got an afternoon detention because someone snitched. Damn. Cade, Cade was filthy at this point because he didn't even hear it. He just had his back turned and he got an afternoon. And his afternoon was on a different day to us, so he's by himself. Oh, no. Yeah, so so that was your first ever, first like first and last. First right? and only. You, yeah, first and only. Wow. The saying that yeah. the chicks above you were more bangable. Yeah, bangable. That's the word I use. Jeez, you, you know what about it than I did. Grade eight girls are more bangable than Yeah, I said bangable. <laughs> Obviously, I was a year seven at the time. Now, there's another story here. Well, another thing that we've got written down. Do you remember the meat tenderizer incident? Oh, um, vaguely, and it's almost told at every single family dinner ever. Um, I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt remember it really. Remember well. it. So, uh, us three growing up were very big WWE fans, um, and found ourselves. Tingling in it a bit, you know, trying different uh, having things. A bit, had, having a having a royal rumble, having a royal rumble in the living room every couple of days. Dabbling it, in the arts. Oh uh, yeah, dabbling in the arts. It got it got very heated and physical and yeah. Obviously, me and Jared being like th- four or five years older than Jack, we used to just like Dudley and brothers yeah. just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least three blood noses a weekend, I think. Yeah. But one time, I decided to Rod Van Dam frog splash off a couch. Right onto Matt's spine. <laughs> yeah, so I'll paint you a word picture. We'd just finished. We'd just knocked off, right? And I'm just laying on my stomach on the ground. And Jack is on... We had, like, this kitchen that was set up and had, like, a like a counter on top of it. So I was laying on my stomach on the carpet. And Jack somehow climbed up onto the bench and frog-splashed off the kitchen bench onto my flat back. And I, being an eight-year-old kid, thought I was paralysed. So I'd crawled my way, like screaming with tears burning down my face. As I'm sprinting next door to try to get someone to come out. Yeah, I'm like crawling and dragging my legs to my bedroom, thinking I'm never going to never gonna walk again. And I basically grabbed this meat tenderizer out which of is just a, Which is an iron mallet. An that iron you used to bash mallet steak with, with like yeah, spikes on the end. I took it into my room. Locked my door or just closed it? I think I locked it. It closed your door and then like barricaded (laughs) it. And then at four or something, three. (laughs) And then told everyone I was going to beat my head in with it. Yeah, he was going to off himself with a wooden, uh, with with an ironclad (laughs) mallet. Because I was a good bloke. So I, if I hurt Matt, I got to hurt myself. Yeah. So he thought he'd paralyze me. So he was going to kill himself (laughs) with a a hammer at at four years old. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, 
I'm still here, so <laughs> <laughs> obviously he didn't die. But our poor old English neighbour had come over, thought I was paralysed. Jack was going to bash his skull in in the room. Jared was just crying because he thought he was going to lose both of us. So we weren't allowed to wrestle in the house after that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a tough time. Mum <laughs> had a bit of a oh dark days. A bit of a weird phone call at work when she from the neighbour. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's paralysed, Jack's about to kill himself, and Jared's <laughs> crying. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit of a rough a rough day, I guess. Yeah, yeah well, I think that'll wrap us up. Yeah. That was a good chat. Um, that's pretty much all we've got. Thanks for coming in, Jack. You were kind of a last-minute option. We had a couple yeah. of other people lined <laughs> up that had to reschedule, so... Shout-out block exams. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, so we, we decided to bring you in because we knew that you'd be able to talk for about an hour, so... And it's just hit an hour, so... Beautiful. Correct. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for having us again, guys. Um, yeah, this was a a good little chat. Um, we'll be back again next week. We're not sure if Brock's going to be able to make it out again just because he's got so many commitments coming on. So, But hopefully he can. He's still involved heavily. Um, but next week we'll look at getting another guest in. I think we've got a couple lined up for the next couple of weeks that are really interesting and different. Um, so we're looking forward to doing that for you guys. Um, but we just got our first batch of shirts. We only ordered three just for the three boys just to see what kind of quality they're going to be. And they're quite good. So we'll probably look at um, doing that soon and sending a couple out to a couple of people. Um, but, yeah, just stay posted on the on the Instagrams. Um, we'll keep posting on that and try and be a little bit more active. But besides that, um, we'll be back next week. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram as well. We um, we are planning on doing some giveaways like with shirts and stuff, so um, get involved. Yeah, we'll do a giveaway at 100 followers, which we're not far off. We're 20 followers off it, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do, yeah, once we get there, we'll, um, we'll do a giveaway for a couple of shirts, um, which will be exciting. Besides that, Sounds thanks for having us. Yeah. See you later. We'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Peace. Peace.